is going on, internet? And welcome back to another episode of Dirty Namacron, episode 40. It's a milestone. You goddamn right it is. I am your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin, and of course, joining me, the man, the myth, the legend, the chungus among us, the lasagna, the shrimp pasta, and what was that last accolade you gave me earlier today? One second, let me pull it up because I need to say it for everybody because it needs to be heard. Hot and ready. <laughs> just like just like Little Caesars, he's hot and ready. <laughs> Ollie the Vonstrosity. What up, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know me. Just just got out of the oven. I'm five bucks a piece. Five Let's bucks a this. piece. Dude, I fuck so hard with Little Caesars. It's not funny. <laughs> that crazy bread is unreal. And of course, my next co-host needs no real introduction because he's a man of zero accolades because he needs none of them because he is a fucking legend as it stands. Ryan, mm-hmm. the synthetic. What up, man? Hello, hello. Fucking A, episode 40, boys. It's a big one. Yeah, let's go. Wow. Let's fucking... Can't believe I turned 40. We all did. We all yeah, turned 40. together. Together. It <laughs> has been a hand. long go, but I think uh, we are like so far ahead of other friends' podcasts and episodes, even though we started way later. Not naming any names, though, because just in case they're listening. But you know <laughs> who you are. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, ah, we definitely have uh, some discussions for Rings of Power uh, the latest episode there, which was pretty fucking awesome, as well as a little bit of Star Wars Andor. But I want to kick this off with a little icebreaker conversation. Two tidbits of news, although it's been weeks since this whole thing kind of happened. Um, one, I don't know how much conversation we'll get out of it, but I'm going to ask anyway. So recently in news, it's been uh, it's been stated that PlayStation, all around the world, more or less, has raised their prices for their PS5, except, oh. except for in the United States. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I really. remember hearing about that. They have actually... literally raised their prices everywhere. Here in Canada, Australia, China, Japan, everywhere. Prices have raised except for the United States. What do you make of that? Uh definitely like clearly cherry picking the market like north america is the number one market for video game consoles outside of japan for the playstation at least um or nintendo i don't know but um anyways yeah like a lot of americans are like it's a household item there um i'm kind of not surprised but at the same time i am um it's just like a really weird thing to do like two three years later when the generation hasn't even really taken off because of covid and everybody like not having the money to afford a console these days not to mention the shortage the the chip shortage right yeah which i think is what's playing into this right now is the fact that it's become more expensive to manufacture because of all these factors but why in the fuck i think i feel like there's a larger market in asia by millions if not billions than there are in north america so why are we not changing the price in the states why are we cherry picking that makes no sense um i don't think like uh like china for example i don't think it's legal to have a playstation or an xbox what like yeah they don't have the next gen consoles i think what 
and like last i heard china only recently in the last like five years approved like the xbox and i think a lot of it is in video game cafes and they have like a curfew too you're not allowed to play video games past like 6 30 p.m or something um and all the servers have to like shut down or whatever that it, is it's insane. kind of it is it is very insane and i think china as well has like their own knockoff versions of xbox and playstation that is like not approved <laughs> and everything so not as big of a market as one would hope but absolutely i agree with you if they did have the like open market that we do here then i i i, I bet they would do the same thing all that guess, said though yeah what do you guys think of Say say we flip this the other way, and it's not them deciding to uh, just like mass produce more in one market than another. But what if it's their attempt at dealing with the scalping problem because it is so limited? Yeah. Well, well most of the scalping I would imagine happens in North America, does it not? Or, or is well, it that's really exactly what I mean. So. At a point like this, where it's been out for a year, or is this two years? It's like two or three year, now, I think. yeah. I, I don't even years. know. It's been it's been a little while, yeah. I think probably two years. Time um, is a flat We're pretty circle. close to it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's still, like, there's still problems with getting them out to people. And it was a lot of the cause of the talks uh, for making laws against scalping. Right. That said, I don't think that's the case. I think that uh, that it probably is just that um, they're going to mass produce more in this market and probably further gatekeep their console like they seemingly have since it released. I just, I just, it just <laughs> confounds me that um, that's all good. That. I, like, how does this, how would this effectively keep scalpers from from doing their thing? Well, it wouldn't stop them from doing anything, but it would make it so that uh, at least it's not being made more expensive for people who haven't had access to it until it's kind of lost its uh, trendiness, I suppose. Sure. Like, people would still have the opportunity to get it at what real retail price was um, instead of increasing the price a few years after it oh, released. Oh, okay, see, my brain didn't didn't collect, uh, collect, didn't connect those dots. Fair point. Very fair point. You know, when I, when I first heard it on, uh, on another podcast, I, uh, <laughs> I was kind of left with this screwed look on my face, like, what in the fuck? is going on over at PlayStation. Like, why would you... I didn't even think about the other side of that, like you just mentioned. Uh, my brain didn't even get there. It was just a, wow, okay. So the United States is getting a hand job right now because huh. fuck everybody else, right? I mean, yeah. like, I kind of I feel like it still is that, though. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it seems uh, weird that they're raising the price everywhere else. Like that's just right. that that seems backwards to me. Just a touch. That said, uh, do you think that spells doom for the future of Xbox? Do you think they're going to bring the price up? 
I mean, I mean, uh, Phil Spencer no. was was quoted saying that there is no plans as of this time to raise the price on the Xbox, but that's corporate lingo for it's a possibility. Yeah. Well, right. the thing is, is that I'm pretty sure outside of North America, the Xbox Series S is like a really hot seller. It's like what 350 Canadian or American? I can't remember. 379 um, Canadian and. Whatever so yeah, that like is. three. I think it's like three fifty American. That's not bad at all. Um, right. I know, yeah. And the reason that it's so low priced, I think they're actually, I think it's a loss leader is what they're doing with it. Um, and that might be what PlayStation is doing as well with uh, America is that since it's such a big market, and even if it's not like a revenue big revenue market, it's a big like um, attention market. You know, like Fair. if if enough people have playstations in america the rest of the world hears about it and it's basically free advertising so the loss leader is you basically take a loss on what the product is and um you lose like 50 bucks on every every single one sold or or manufactured but as soon as it's in people's pockets then oh people are on the games pass because they're not buying disc drives so that's like the one thing they have the option for and it it increases the revenue that way because uh, right. there's more people um, subscribing to games pass and it makes it feasible that you can have an Xbox series S in your living room and then like have one in the upstairs, <clears throat> like bonus room, whatever. If, um, if you have that, yeah, um, that kind of thing. So I don't think Xbox will change their prices anymore. Um, at least, at least not in other parts of the world. I think they would do the opposite, if anything. I don't right. know, but yeah. Ryan? I kind of agree. I don't think that they will. I would be uh, pretty surprised if they did, to be honest. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they had a, a thing, like part of their marketing um, when the new gen console was released was that it wasn't going to be like ridiculously expensive like the PlayStation 5 was. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I I do hope that they stay true to that, especially a few years later, but I'm sure in typical Xbox fashion, they'll re-release the console at like slightly higher specs for an increased price. Yeah. Fair enough. One thing that I'm just spitballing here is like, I wonder if, I don't know if you guys are starting to see that they're ramping up the PSVR 2 um, adverts. Like, they have, like, a trailer now for it. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Um, it doesn't have a release date yet, but it's speculated to drop March 2023. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe America's where they're going to focus the launch the most. And because the PSVR 2 is probably going to be, like, four or 500 bucks in and of itself, they're maybe wanting people to have a better reason to to get it fair i can see fair that enough. i wonder and, what uh what statistics for like vr gaming look like like who uses that yeah. form of uh of playing games the most well also like could it compete with the already existing pc vr market well supposedly it can like people were like I was reading reviews of um, at least people's personal opinions about 
um, the Oculus versus the HTC Vive and the Steam, what, what was it called? Index. Index, yeah. And the PSVR. And a lot of people said that PSVR was not like the strongest in specs, but it had the most potential. Right. Um, and now that the next PSVR 2 is I think aside from like one or two VR headsets, it's going to surpass just about like every um, benchmark that current VR has and introduce like haptic feedback in like the forehead band and so that you can, yeah, in the trailer, it had like a swarm of bats flying over your head and you were supposed to be able to like feel the whooshing as they flew by. Um, But uh, yeah, like it's, it, it might take off like pretty well that's like assuming you can find one like with with the scarcity of the ps5 already and then there's going to be scarcity of the psvr2 oh right yeah this is not going to be a common household item no by any stretch and like i'm kind of thinking that this console generation is probably going to last the longest of any console generation because it really hasn't gotten off the ground that much no it really hasn't it's actually been quite a slow a slow burn right yeah, and it's probably why a lot of developers are still supporting their games on older, uh, on the older generation. Um, like, like I think there's a few Ubisoft games um, that are coming out or or whatever that are still like I think the Assassin's Creed ones are still gonna run on like Xbox One, Xbox well, One X. PS4. Why not take advantage of that market while well, you still can, right? Exactly, because no one's able to afford and move on to the next one. Because even if they could afford it, there's none available. Because yeah, good luck finding that fucker. Right? Yeah. Um, keeping up with Xbox and PlayStation, another bit of news, and this one's my favorite because I'm interested in seeing where this is going to go. Uh, in the last two weeks, there, Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, our uh, our I was going to call him our Lord and Savior, our God. but he is he is a God. <laughs> He is definitely a god amongst men. Um, had extended and uh, uh, or reached out, I should say, to Jim Ryan, who is the, the Phil Spencer of PlayStation. Um, in regards to the Blizzard Activision acquisition, um, so as it stands right now, with the Call of Duty franchise, more on that in a little bit, um, I think there's only like three or four years left in the contract pre-existing contract that Activision had with PlayStation. And as a gesture of goodwill and faith, Phil Spencer reached out to Jim Ryan was like, Hey, you know, we are definitely going to uh, honor this contract, but we'd also like to extend to you an additional three years. Um, you know, just as a, a sign of good faith, you know, yeah. and Jim Ryan, in all of his infinite wisdom, got fucking so upset by this, so offended that he uh, he pretty much says no, and he wants more. He says it's not fair. I'm paraphrasing heavily. Uh, I don't have any of the tweets or the or the the uh, the any part of that article to to share. Yeah. But like, he pretty much just shot it down, and I think he's going to try to fight for more. But like. Why would you look a gift horse in the mouth? Well, Why? I feel like we've talked about uh, we talked about um, this like sort of before. Not not this specifically, but like the contract itself and oh, its yeah. renewal. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and it was on a cycle, right? Like they they just chose to renew with uh, Sony for the last like what nine years or something. Yeah, I was gonna say eight or nine years. Yeah. What, so I I don't know. That's it's strange that they're not accepting that contract for another guaranteed six. Right. Like well, I think. I yeah, sorry. I go think, ahead, Ollie. I think the main argument there that I was hearing was that I mean like this is I probably an extreme thing to relate it to but it's the first thing that comes to mind is like let's say you have access to like fresh clean drinking water in your city and then all of a sudden Nestle comes in like buys a contract and is like yeah now you have to buy our bottled water for like five dollars more a liter than like you got before and then they're like, but we'll honor the contract and extend what you had gotten previously for another two, three years. And this had been a, a thing for like 10 years before. And they're, they're being like, yeah, no, three years is kind of a slap in the face. It's like, we like, this should be a thing for life, basically. Okay. And, and yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I feel like that's kind of the, the issue that um, Sony has with that deal and while i like kind of see their point at the same time like this is just free market like if if there's no laws in america against um uh like building a monopoly and like there are in fact there are there are several laws and the thing is with this with this uh, acquisition there Sorry, Xbox is under a lot of, or Microsoft rather, is under a lot of scrutiny and actually under the lens of a few agencies who are very closely monitoring the situation so so as that they don't breach that uh, that, that ethics code, right? Yeah, but at the same time, it, it, it becomes an issue because whenever a case like that happens, I feel like it becomes something where it sets precedence. And there's currently a lot of argument about monopolies existing in in the United States with like news media and like Disney buying Marvel, Star Wars, Fox and all that. And I feel like if you start shaking the tree with a monopoly of a multi-billion dollar industry like video games, it could lead into like the even greater... Um, industry of like Hollywood or or what else there is like mergers of like Fortune 500 companies and things like that. Honestly, though, I think he should just take it. Like if if Phil's actually in good faith, and Phil is a he's an amazing human being. I'm not just stroking him for no reason. He's actually a good person, and he wants to extend this. He doesn't want to take gaming away from other players just because they don't play on the same same network same same device right but the thing about spending that kind of money on such a huge acquisition is he's building an empire and he wants to build a better future for gaming and that's so evident in 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 all recent acquisitions and actions um by xbox especially with game pass and now the xbox cloud which you can actually stream newer gen games on your xbox one x at home with cloud streaming like it's it's like he's Xbox is in this this amazing place right now where they're trying to bring gaming to absolutely everybody, but it makes sense for them to gobble up not even gobble up but to buy and acquire these these amazing developers because they want to further promote that they want to you know 
keep going, keep taking the steps to the future of gaming. Um, and like to that note, you look at Sony and all of their exclusives, they're only just starting to come out on PC. You know, the most iconic being God of War, which has been out for probably just a little over a year now, if that. Um, we finally have the uh, the Nathan Drake Uncharted 4 special edition, whatever, coming in by the end of this month. And we're only slowly starting to see these titles come to PC. But like no one's complaining or hollering that we don't have God of War on Xbox or we don't have uh, XYZ games on Xbox. Like it's... I don't know, man. I think it's silly to 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 put up such a huge fuss. Like, get with the program. Like, the, he wants to extend a, a gesture yeah. of good faith. Take it. I mean, I and don't get me wrong, though. Yeah. On the other side of that coin, I also feel the, um, you know, Jim Ryan's like, well, I want more than that, and I can I can understand that. Like, um, Call of Duty's been a a, a big name with Sony, for, like we just said, for like the last eight nine years. Um, and why take away from that? I mean, there's got to be some sort of middle ground there. Yeah, and to kind of uh, see it from a different perspective as well, if you take um, example of like studios that basically ran their own video game consoles in the past, like the Sega, <clears throat> that you know, like isn't around today. Um, it, it, it's kind of a safety for them to have these contracts with like big like console developers because they know that their game will always have a place like a, a platform for them right so i feel like there's starting to be more and more an incentive to do that especially since people nowadays are expecting like more and more every time a game comes out like look at assassin's creed as a franchise like every successive assassin's creed game that's come out has been bigger and bigger and the crunch time is insane and you're hearing a lot of shitty things about the studio um, (laughs) and how it's how it's run how it's operated and they're not really seeing like the return on investment because it's only really like hardcore fans at this point that still love the franchise um so to kind of combat the crunch and the investment loss as your own standalone studio it's easy for you to look at like signing up with microsoft or sony and be like yeah we'll sign a contract so that like our game goes on games pass or playstation plus maybe if they end up doing the day one thing more doubtful um and and yeah and then like it, it's every time you hear about like even an indie game that comes out on games pass they're like we made like <clears throat> 10 times more than what we would have originally made because it made it accessible to like people right, right. so i i think that it's gonna kind of be the future and and ev- essentially there's not going to be a single studio that probably isn't owned by sony or microsoft outside of uh I think Tencent owns a lot of studios around the world and is like they do. a pretty big rival, at least for like phone games and and they're they're getting yeah. their hands in other things too. They recently just got like a ten percent stake in something big. Yeah, it I might have actually been Ubisoft or another one of those type companies. Oh, I think it was Dice, was it not? Oh, that could be it. Yeah, I feel like it was Dice. It was something in Europe. I feel. Yeah, either way. Ryan, any yeah. thoughts? Any more thoughts? 
I mean, I don't really think I have anything else to add, to be honest. No, fair enough. Who wants to hear Ryan shit on something? I know I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, just getting some lube in my hands right now. Ryan has oh, had God. the the awesome time uh, <laughs> today <laughs> with the Modern Warfare 2 beta. And we only just briefly discussed it in the preamble before we got started. And he's not happy. And I want you to tell everybody around the world, including India and Africa and whatever weird places, other places across the world that we are listening to, what you think and don't hold back so far in a short little blurb about this fucking beta. Go. First and foremost, am I able to check my time played? Yes. I don't like I don't I mean, I don't know how. Oh, you know what? I I don't know how either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Blizzard is not very friendly with this kind of stuff. It might be. In okay, like a... well, I played a solid amount of time. I, I, I would have to log in, I think, to check time played, uh, which I'm not going to bother doing right now. But I, I've been a good amount of time. I think I'm like level 20. I don't know what the uh, level cap is for the beta. Um, I've played all the maps. I think there's four. Um, okay. If I remember correctly, any classics? Lot more. Uh, nope, no, all new maps. Okay. Um, there is actually like very few weapons, even for the beta. Um, there's really? at most three per class, but most classes really only have one. Um, there's a bunch of weapons that uh, are locked and don't tell you how to unlock them. You know what? If it's not by progression, I guarantee you as the days go on, they'll tomorrow more will unlock. And then, well, that's probably about it because there's only two fucking days left on this beta. Yeah, but it's like a lot of weapons. Like it, it, you can, at I think 23, you can get the highest end submachine gun, which is like a vector. But yeah. the other two before it are just locked and you can't access either of them. Um, but my overall thoughts on this is it's not very much fun. I, I really am not enjoying it. Uh, from what I played, I, I've enjoyed a couple of matches, but the flow of the game is terrible. Um, it's basically like you can almost flank indefinitely, it seems, and you will (laughs) never run into people. Everybody Uh just sits in the middle with uh mostly cameras and shotguns planted all around and yeah just runs laps every gun in the game feels like absolute dog shit except for the shotguns because they're just absurdly busted their range is nuts um (laughs) like in real life though (laughs) <laughs> I yeah. mean, I guess it is pretty cool that was sometimes when you get hit Shotguns by are them. Not that. Shotguns are not that accurate well, at long ranges. They no, can not be accurate, if you, but you uh, can. Yeah, you you can definitely hit and kill something uh, from afar. I think I remember seeing a video where it was like 500 meters away. You could still do it with like the right type of shotgun and slug or whatever. Sl- I was gonna say slugs, maybe not not fucking buckshot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Damn. but um, I mean, what, is there anything that I actually do like about it? 
Uh, doesn't sound like it. No, not really. I mean, the movement is... I do kind of like the movement a little bit because they give you both dolphin dive and slide. Yes. Ooh, I love the dolphin dive. Did they? Uh... Yeah, the dolphin dive is kind of fun, and it's actually faster in this game so it feels like you can use it to like get behind cover if you're being shot at and uh it's it's kind of a safer option right now than sliding uh for something like that for like a defensive maneuver but aside from that it's an absolute fucking detriment still it's it's fun but it's it's not like it's dolphin diving it's really not all that good if you Uh, the sliding is hard to hit though is it yeah, like it, it's almost like you have to slide only after you've jumped. Like when you go to hit the ground off of a jump, you slide. But otherwise, you'll dolphin dive. Oh, okay, interesting. I yeah, thought it would be like I, I don't a know split if there's mechanic, a way to like, that. like a press for slide and press and hold for dive. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would have thought so too, but uh, I had tried that and it wasn't working. So I, I need to right. go into the settings and see if I can rebind that, which you probably can. Yeah. But the settings were like not great. It is a beta, <laughs> so I didn't expect it's, that. You can't really change fair. a whole lot. But Does it uh, run smooth or is it choppy? or? Uh, for the most part, it runs pretty poorly. Oof. Um, God damn, dude. Yeah, like... You have to run on the absolute lowest settings to get minimal tearing. But every game, especially when there's more than a single explosive that detonates uh, in a nearby vicinity to each other, um, you'll immediately get frame drops. Damn. Well, that's no bueno. Um, If you had to pick a favorite weapon that wasn't the shotgun, what would it be? Oh, I don't like the shotgun. I I used it a little (laughs) bit, but... um, Hmm. Hmm. I mean, the sniper is... I I like the sniper because it sounds really cool. Is it the the 50? The fucking Barrett? Yeah. Can you you still quick shot in COD? Um... I don't know about this game. I don't. I don't have it high enough level to have good attachments. But they they have a separate category for marksman rifles and sniper rifles now. Yeah. And I think the majority of the like quick scoping will happen on the marksman rifles because they more or less function the same. They just have a higher range drop off. Just like lower range drop off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the snipers generally, like in Modern Warfare as well, were very slow and just hard hitting, I guess. Yeah, I really didn't care for the big, like the proper snipers. I was more, uh, I always chose the K98. That was the first gun I fucking got gold. Yeah. Was the K98. I thought it was pretty dope. It, it's, it's still pretty dope. To this day, I still play with it. Well, that's uh, kind of disappointing for my future, but I'm still going to give it a shot um hopefully at some point tonight after my very late dinner um that said though let's uh let's move this along where do you want to start do you want to start rings of power or do you want to start andor i feel like you and i could probably get through andor uh pretty quickly because uh ollie hasn't seen it and you and i can just jibber jabber and then we can spend a little bit more 
more time it. on Rings of Power for whatever remaining time um, I have left. One thing though, yeah. Um, yeah. Ryan, with COD, I just want to know, did they ever get rid of, like, the wall running stuff? I remember seeing, like, Black Ops Oh, yeah. Or, oh, yeah, like, this one ago. is, like... Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Because I was, like... This one's, yeah, like, an but... old COD game. Okay, okay, good. Fair enough. Um, and or then? Sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Ollie, you take the back seat, relax, maybe catch a siesta. I'm sorry, I heard front seat. Let's go. Okay, so in this in this in this movie, everyone everyone dies at the at the end, and Darth Vader makes an appearance. <laughs> that was Rogue One. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and this takes place about five years before that. Wow, that's a, that's a lot in in space far far away, right? Like that translates to like fifty of our years. I guess I don't know. I don't know how far, <laughs> far away exactly these galaxies are because like they don't even they don't what <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, Ryan, what are your thoughts so far? We got what three episodes? Yeah, and um, um, how do you feel? I mean, I really like the show. I I feel like it <clears throat> it remains star wars yet it's the furthest thing in star wars that i've ever felt this way about fair like watching the book of boba fett it only feels like star wars because it takes place in like with star wars things all around it right realistically you could have that exact story and plot play out in the form of a tv show dress the characters differently and like change the design of the buildings and it would be a completely different show it, sure. there's nothing that made it star wars in my opinion aside from the mando episodes but <laughs> this show really felt like star wars <coughs> no God damn, i don't know why i'm coughing so much today um i like so sick of modern warfare 2's shit <laughs> seriously <laughs> i feel like i've wasted my whole day playing that i thought maybe it would get better but it it, it satisfies for if you want to play in pod, fact it's so bad it is actually making you sick <laughs> <laughs> true Sorry, um, but anyway so the i like this show a lot um at this point because of the scale of it and how small it really is. Right. Um, it doesn't, and they've said this, uh, but they don't have any intention of uh, putting any sort of fan service in the show. They right. don't want to have like big cameos or like things that people are going to be watching the show for a specific moment or something like that. Right. They just well, want to build a cohesive story. Of course. And it just all happens know Yoda's to in exist in Star Wars. Pardon? <laughs> I said, but we all know Yoda's in the next episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, end credit scene. <laughs> but um, in doing so, they've managed to stick to their integrity in keeping it Star Wars. And it really feels like Star Wars. It, just everything around it breathes Star Wars. And it's fantastic. It's really well done. And I feel like it's something that a lot of fans have been really hoping for mando really scratches the itch of like cool star wars stuff where you have all of these like characters stories intertwining and like right. we, we see 
um, what really happened in between big events. And it really ties everything together in terms of building the Skywalker saga. Whereas this show is just, it's meant to show that there's more to see than just the Skywalkers. And it perfectly portrays that. Finally. Mm -hmm. No more Skywalkers. No more fucking desert planets. (laughs) Well, we have yet to see that. Oh, I I, I know. Watch this end (laughs) on fucking Tatooine. Seriously. (laughs) Or or, uh, what was the place that got scrapped in the new trilogy? Jetta? Jenna, Jetta, Jetta. Jakku. Not Jakku. Jakku was another one, yes. But what was the, that was the one that uh, what's your name was from, right? It was Jakku? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then what was the what was the planet that got blown up? Um That's like being blown up, but blown up and owned at the same time, blown up. You mean like <laughs> like the one that the base was on? Yeah, like when they te- when they when they base? first test when they first test the uh, the their Death Star, if you will, in fucking Force Awakens. Destroyer, wasn't that what it was called? Or sorry, where am I? Where's my head at? I'm mixing things together. Rogue One, when they first tested. Oh, they didn't not... destroy any planets. No, that was Scarif. Sorry, folks. My brain took a tumble. I must be having an aneurysm or something or a stroke because I'm <laughs> putting so much together. Let's, uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> let's rewind that about 30 seconds. Uh, I think I said something along the lines of it's probably going to end up on Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I can hope not. Goddamn. Me too. But I, I can't help but feel like they're not going to do that. I, I believe that they have really good uh groundwork laid so far yeah um and they're just building to uh what i feel like is going to be a really steady show i think it's going to keep this uh this pace and feel throughout the what i believe is a 12 episode um something like that it's a it's a longer run yeah it is a little longer than what we're used to but still keeps the like 40 ish 45 minute episodes so that's really nice yeah, it's super nice. Um, this show has been an incredible breath of fresh air um, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned, and it's it's a it's also got a just a different feel altogether. Um, oh damn, there's twenty four episodes. Is there what? I don't think so. Sorry, I was just looking up. Uh, I was just looking up Andor, and it's got Diego Luna for twenty-four episodes, but I don't know of how many episodes. That might be like what's coming coming next, like not just whatever the season is. Yeah, that, maybe. that threw me. That threw me right off. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty certain it's only twelve for at least for this season. I don't know if they have plans for a season two already. Fair enough. Um, like I said, it's a completely different tone. Like this has got more spy thriller espionage. Like I actually through uh, Diego Luna's acting as Andor, like all the situations he got himself in, like I could like intensely feel his anxiety. He portrayed it so well. Mm -hmm. Like it actually, like it actually hit me. I was like, Holy fuck. Like what's going to go on next? Like, like you need to get moving. Like shit's fucking crazy. Um, mm-hmm. and it's such a 
a refreshing thing because like we've never really got that in Star Wars. Like yeah, we got a bit of it in in Rogue One, but Rogue One was more of a comedy than anything else if you really break it down. Um, still a fantastic Star Wars movie, probably one of the best stories told so far, in we my opinion. Movie. We have watched the same movie. Rogue One was fantastic. Comedy. I found it funny, apart from the seriousness of what was going on in the background and well, how it well was... the only like comedic elements that I remember from that movie were the droid. And Donnie Yen and and the other guy who was like his best friend. They all seemed like I found their their I guess those two. Their banter as well as like the situation they were in to be funny i mean it wasn't like i was like falling out of my chair laughing but it was it was no, fun. i i get you i i yeah. get you i see what you mean now um it didn't it had serious elements but it wasn't it didn't take itself too seriously um whereas like there may or may not be like kind of funny moments cute funny moments in andor but it is like such a heavy show so far but in a good way like it's it's shaping up to be something I didn't think was possible for a Star Wars story, just with how light most of them are. Like this is this gets kind of dark, mm-hmm. um, and I'm hoping that they continue with how dark it is in the future. Because if they start to lighten this up for no reason, um, I'm going to lose interest very quickly. Yeah, I agree. I think without uh, without the tone of this show being so prominent i wouldn't have caught my intrigue as much as it did from the first episode right um if they had attempted to even if one out of those three episodes was made to be a little more lighthearted, i think i would have lost interest uh from that one episode like even for me this wasn't necessarily a character i cared about much i just wasn't i wasn't really (laughs) what's up i was gonna say i remember when i was actually just, i paused to let you finish your thought um but uh, what i was gonna say i remember when they first announced it my first thought was why like who's this guy he, <laughs> he had like what 30 minutes screen time total in fucking rogue one and now we're creating an entire series about him like it, i didn't think he right. was all that memorable um, mm-hmm. But they've definitely made an impact on me now, and now he's shaping up to be one of my favorite characters so far. We don't even have a whole lot on him. Yeah, I just really hope. My biggest worry is that his motivation is just going to be left completely behind because it hasn't really been discussed all that much since uh, like the first episode, right? So. I'm like for him doing his own thing now that he's sort of uh, found the rebellion, I guess. Um, I just I can't help but feel like in most cases that we've seen from Star Wars and Marvel, they just they would leave that out completely. They would never go back to like why he's on this planet looking for his sister. Right. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I hope that they do. I imagine they will cross paths in some weird infiltration of, uh, of uh, an empire or something or another. Um, and she'll either be like enslaved or alive and doing well 
as a rebel. I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if she was already part of the fucking rebellion, just mm-hmm. waiting. And he's going to show up somewhere one day in one later episode, and she's already going to be there, like leading something. See, wouldn't... I'm almost expecting the opposite. I'm almost really? thinking that the Republic. So, Ollie, I'm going to spoil this for you because yeah, I want to talk it. about this specific uh, scene. Um, so it they show us that uh, Cassian is from um, basically like the equivalent to a native tribe on a planet that uh, where they're at least separated enough from regular society to not know that there is like a galaxy out there and all that. Oh, wow. Uh, they're like a primitive tribe, I guess. Interesting. Um, and at this point, Cassian appears to be like a little older than 10 um, in these flashbacks. And what happens is a, a ship gets shot out of the sky and crashes on their, uh, like near where they live, where this tribe lives. And they go to check it out. Um, and one of them gets killed. And then like Cassian gets taken by some other people uh into space and we don't know what happens with the story from there really um but that the person uh that takes him says something that alex and i talked about at work a little bit and i want to further discuss that here um the person that takes cassian says that that ship was republic and if they see this like tribe they would kill them so they take cassian with them and to me, that's really weird because in any instance, the Republic would have not been allowed to do anything. Like they have laws to prevent them from interacting with less advanced civilizations. Um, and that even would go to the extent of just cleaning up the shipwreck and then leaving. Uh, but they wouldn't do anything like they wouldn't kill them. They wouldn't like capture them so it 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 kind of begs the question like it was stuff like this going on before uh the clone wars started like how how deep did the roots go of the dark side into the senate even before palpatine was the chancellor i mean could have gone could have rooted pretty fucking deep right like we are talking about, like Canari is a is a planet like way out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. so it's not like anyone's really gonna pay any mind to it, mind you. It was a mining planet. Um, mm-hmm. they were they were. I don't remember what they said they were mining. I think it was some sort of gas or element. Um, it was a Republic mining station. You you see that as they they travel to the crash. Um, yeah. Oh, shit, where'd my head go? Right, so like, it doesn't surprise me that there would be certain detachments of the Republic that may already have had ties with either Palpatine or somebody else um, that had ill doings, I guess. I'm not using my words correct, but I, I know you know what I mean. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> Shady dealings. Is a better yeah. way to fucking say that ill doings. God damn, I need to go back to fucking grammar school, become a wordsmith. Um, I mean, for me, like like I said, I, I, 
it's very very much plausible that 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 could have been a thing. I'm hoping they touch on that and let us know what the fuck is going on and like why was a a republic ship shot out of the air and by whom was it shot mm. and to serve what purpose like we see later on that there was uh some sort of gas that was emitting from the ship that was crashing as well as uh, the bodies of the well the one survivor and all the rest of the dead people all had like hazmat suits and were turning yellow from this from this gas Mm-hmm. Um, like what the fuck is all that about yeah I really don't know um, I feel like it probably does have an answer and it almost like part of it makes me think of uh, an old Clone Wars saga I don't remember what season it was from um, but there's this like evil scientist that lives underground on Naboo and he's yes. re-engineering old viruses that yes. uh, like plagued the galaxy a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't think it's the same thing oh, okay. because that one was like really um, Kill contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Although, well, no, I, I mean, I guess it, no, it, it wouldn't be the same one because his whole thing was that he made it airborne when before it was only, um, you could only get it from water, I believe. Right, 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 right. But Fuck, still, like, it could be something episodes. similar. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah. God damn. I wonder, though, because, I mean, was, at this point... It was three uh, episodes, right? Yep, three episodes. Yeah, okay. And it's got how many more? Three more? No, I think nine more. Yeah, oh, I, think wow. it's, I think it is a 12, a 12 episode season. And how long I think are the so, episodes? Yeah. Like, like, like 45 minutes. 30, yeah, 35 yeah, okay. to 40 minutes. Okay, that's a good, that's a decent pace. They have yeah. been, they have been varied, but they, they mostly stay in the upper echelons. Mm-hmm. Um, probably same, like, oh, I say, I'm, I'm about to say that, but I think Mando was more or less the same, wasn't it? Like 35 and up? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. I think season one was a little longer per episode, but season two kind of varied a little more. Right. Either way, yeah. No, they're they're pretty good episodes. Oh yeah, I think I think you wouldn't mind this as somebody who's not a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really need to know a whole lot going in because, for the most part, they're kind of exploring a lot of unexplored territory. Um. Like we're meeting a lot of new factions that we've never seen before, like this whatever this private military or private security installation is, and we, mm-hmm. we're going to planets we've never heard of before, or at least I've never heard of before. These could be things that were part of like old comics or old tabletops or or what have you from back mm-hmm. in the day, but it's it's completely new to me. Um, I don't know about Ryan; he's definitely more well versed in Star Wars than I am. Star Wars. Uh, yeah i i've definitely heard that from a lot of um like not really reviews just like things on instagram that people are saying that like yeah even if you're not a big star wars fan like this show is pretty decent and is like worth a watch it's a fantastic mm-hmm. show it is so but, fucking but good. you guys were you guys were saying that like the the theme is like pretty dark and it, like unless it like lifts the mood a bit it's gonna lose you did i hear that right no, if well, it starts to lift the, the mood a little oh, bit. Oh, I got like you. It, okay, because yeah, I was gonna. If it starts to get campy, I'm gonna. I, yeah, because I was gonna say, like, did we just have this issue with like Marvel, <laughs> and like now you guys want 
it's a little no, like no, no like no, we need no. some darker edgier stuff like you yes. guys said a few episodes back right where there's like all these different like darth whatevers that have existed through the generations who have are like yeah like there's a lot a lot of dark shit to tell about that universe oh yeah um i mean i'm not really interested in trying to break down every fucking episode here for those of you who haven't watched it stop what you're doing go fucking watch it um it's an incredible story absolutely incredible uh ryan if you had to throw and i've been doing this a lot in this episode i'm a dude anyway um if you had to so far with the three episodes that we got if you had to throw a rating at it what would you give it i'd probably give it a pretty solid like eight and a half fuck me that's like one of the highest ratings i think you've ever given anything yeah yeah this one is pretty good show (laughs) this one's a a real good show i'm liking it a lot so far um for how little seemingly happens it's still very captivating Yes. And as long as they can keep the intrigue going, then uh, I think the rest of the show is going to end just as strong. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that the limitations of Star Wars are really the only thing that keeps me from giving it a 10. And those limitations are always going to be how dark they can actually go. Right. And time will tell. Yeah. Time will definitely tell. What um, about you? Ollie- You'll be happy to know that um, speeders actually move at a quick pace in this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no, no awkward slowness. <laughs> <laughs> um, the action's pretty, pretty fucking awesome. There's not like a tremendous amount of it, but when there is action, it's great action. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not, uh, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not Book of Boba action. Hmm. With yeah. No. <laughs> With the staff, whatever. Cool it was. With, with, with the, and there's no, 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 no unreasonable fucking backwards three sixties. Oh yeah, no, like none of none of that garbage. It's it's well. They look like proper Star Wars fucking blaster fights with people who can actually yeah. shoot. So for the most part. Um, that being said, I I agree. I think I would throw a solid eight and a half. You and I are are in one hundred percent agreement. Whoa. In this, and that's only because uh, um, we haven't seen the rest of it so far. Definitely eight and a half out of ten. Um, but I mean, come the end of this, you know, we're going to discuss it once once the season ends, and we're definitely going to come back to this. And I'm interested oh, yeah. in seeing how our minds change come the end of the season. I agree. Fucking a. That being said. Ollie, sorry you couldn't really contribute much to that conversation, right. but let's talk a little something, my, something you can contribute. My, my presence is enough being hot and ready. Your, pre- you know? your presence is enough. It is yeah. seriously a fucking I'm, gift. I'm here in support. Right. And, you know, we should we should acknowledge that more often. Yeah. We really should. Um, later, though. <laughs> that being said, um, let's talk about something we can all fucking dive into, and that is episode four of rings of power um i'm actually going to open up for this one uh, usually i throw it to one of you folks but uh, I, I definitely want to get my say in so far uh, i just watched it last night so it's still pretty fresh uh and i have to say this episode was pretty fucking good 
but I seem to be a bit biased in this because I'm a Lord of the Rings nerd and I just love that fantasy setting. I love everything about it. Um, but I think this episode was pretty fucking awesome. Um, we got to see a little more story with the Harfoots and I don't know who he's supposed to be. My mind is starting to change a little bit on my original thought of him possibly being a blue wizard or something like that. I don't, I don't even know anymore. It's so fucking fuzzy. I can't even, I can't sort that out just with what's been going on. Hmm. Um, but the Gladriel storyline is pretty fucking sweet. That armor she dons at the end of the episode looks so fucking good. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad we actually got to see a little bit more of her combat prowess in that training scene. Um, instead of just seeing her like CGI jump over a fucking ice troll and decimate it entirely, <laughs> um, like seriously, it, it was it was good. it was nice to see a little bit more than that. Um, we can touch on that a little bit later. I'm just giving a brief like overall. Um, mm-hmm. More st- more story with a sealed door. I'm glad that that actually progressed a little bit more. Uh, I wasn't sure where they were going to go with that, and I think still so far. The storyline that is my favorite, even though it didn't really move all that far, is the story of Arendir. Yeah. Um, and what's going on with him and Adar and all of that fucking fantasticness. Oh, and I guess the, the Elrond Durin story is progressing as well, and we can touch on that a little bit more. Um, I loved this episode. Hands down, I thought it was well-written, well-crafted, well-choreographed. Um, and I'm going to pass the torch to Ollie. Oh, fuck you. To Ryan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) To Ollie. I said you first. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm probably going to be like really quick to be honest. Sure. Um, yeah. Like, like you guys said earlier, (laughs) the, the show where, where what episode five of eight Four. was this one? Four. This was four, right? No, this this is five. No, this already? No. Yeah, this is five. Do not fucking lie to me. I'm pretty sure this was five. How we're... sure are you? Are you willing to put money on it? Because last episode I mentioned that we were at the house. All right, all right. Movie. Episode five. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm and... glad I didn't put money on that. I would have lost. Oh, man. And... <laughs> and like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that. It's like they're, they're literally like kind of drawing this out, but it's because of how many characters and storylines they're going with. And yeah. I guess they're all going to, like, come together eventually, you know? And, and maybe more characters will be, yeah, like, around other ones. But, um, like, aside from that gripe, I'm kind of enjoying the show still. Um, I don't really know if I have, like, any specific comments. Maybe you guys will jive my memory more about my thoughts. But I don't think I really had any negative reaction to this episode my only kind of thought um really that i had was that i'm wondering if this adar guy is like just kind of a cop-out villain where i bet you no one as of now is anything like to do with um sauron really and like adar is just gonna be like the guy who like i don't know they're gonna do something where like he's he just happens to be wearing the gloves sauron 
have. He's just some fucking guy. He's just some guy, and he's what inspires Sauron to wear those gloves. And like, I feel like that's that's all the setup is. And I don't know. I'm just like, I feel like I'm low key like waiting for this show to disappoint me with something like that. But so far, like, I I don't know. Like, I'm I'm waiting. You know, I'm like that guy in that. Is it? one of the adam sandler movies where he just like well we're waiting yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um so yeah maybe ryan you got more to say i'm sure uh yeah i mean i really liked this episode as well to be honest i thought this was the best episode so far yeah agreed um agreed Alex also has said something very similar to that last week where he said that he didn't think that uh, Adar was Sauron. Um, and I think that's funny that you say that now as well. Yeah. well uh, I mean, that scene almost... that that like conversation kind of happened with that peasant dude was kind of weird though, right? Right? Like, yeah. You guys, I wasn't the only one that no, felt like that no. was just like a no. weird reaction. Well, it wasn't like to yeah like i don't think okay anyways go on go on i, I don't have my my sentence for <laughs> that's like fine. i just i just feel like uh like in that circumstance when he was uh when the, when the dude questioned it when he was like you are sauron right and he just like didn't really say anything and just walked no, he stared away. at him but it also he had like this subtle almost offended look on his face yeah, like, like it was hard I'm to tell Sauron, though. I'm better than him, <coughs> but mm-hmm. I'm right. Like, is it or isn't it? Are you or are you not? Are you Sauron? Are you the mouth of Sauron? Are you just a disciple, or are you somebody else entirely that nobody knows about? And and you're 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 just written in for the sake of writing I'm, shit in. I'm thinking. You know, I really hope that's not the case. Three. <laughs> option three. He's just some dude who found like gauntlets <laughs> and was like, "Hmm, hocus pocus." And, like, these are metal. These are metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah, just a dude with like some some burn marks on his face and was just like, "Guess I gotta play the part now." What else am I supposed to do with my life? <laughs> Jesus Christ! He kind of reminds me of um, what's that Irish actor that played the Joker in the new Batman movie? Oh. Um, um... B- yeah, Barry Co Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I knew how to pronounce like Irish. What names. I would, I, I need they're to see always the so, One sec. they're always so um like not what you think they are. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, but he's actually the guy who played like one of the Stark uncles in Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Who, Why am I he, not surprised? In like season seven, like no, one of the late seasons, he was the one that came out of the gates when Jon Snow and the wildlings or whatever they were called were like being surrounded by the horsemen. When they oh, got to like, like the... the one that shows up in the first season and then in yeah. like three episodes in when Jon is at the wall, he like goes out and never comes back. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, shit. Yeah. that's that guy. Dope. Um, that damn good cat. And the guy who plays Elrond. The guy who plays Elrond too played young Eddard, Eddard Stark, Ned Stark, in Game of Thrones as well. In one of like oh the really the flashback to yeah. like season seven, huh? Yeah, that's funny. I don't know how to say his name, Barry Keoghan. Yeah, but it's an Irish name, so you know it's probably like 
Kevin or, or something. Yeah, like. something interesting. <laughs> they never they're never pronounced the way they're spelled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I've heard somebody say it, and it's driving me nuts that I can't recall. Maybe it's like I Kogan don't think I've ever heard something. it said. I don't know. Or Keegan. It's, it's or it's, maybe we just it's a soft G. <laughs> yeah, could be. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, we're way off topic on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm confused. I don't I don't know who this this bad guy is now. But I do think that it is him though. And it, here's why I think that it is. I think that our timeline for one is too short. Now after seeing this episode, I am absolutely certain uh that this is just going to culminate to the end and this will be a one-off. Like maybe not a single season, maybe two at the pace that they're going. Mm, but really? so there was one like at at a certain point in the show at the very end i believe he said uh to one of the orcs to summon the legions right so that like that alone uh i think instantly tells me that that is sauron also the biggest the other biggest thing to me is the fact that everybody including isildur is on their way from numenor to middle earth fair and I think that is the the reason that the, all these groups come together to fight Sauron was more just chance than anything. And I think we're just going to see that kind of happen. Like all these stories are just going to by chance overlap until they find each other. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean like that whole battle where Sauron quote unquote fell to a sealed door was a large scale battle it was more than just 300 guys there was yeah, yeah I mean, but there was men elves and dwarves all in that group but the so the reason that uh like the timeline is off is because there should be nine kingdoms of men right and as far as they've told us right now the only kingdom of men outside of Numenor was the one that Halbrand is from, which is seemingly Gondor. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but that's Middle Earth. I don't so, know that if it's I don't think it's Gondor. I think no, he's meant that... to be the king of that shitty city that's been under the watch of the elves. Yeah. Like the Southlands there that they're that that yeah, but remember the orcs I, are trying to take the over. Southlands remember is Middle Earth. The, yeah, remember I looked at the the map and the Southlands is basically like half Mordor, half Rohan, Gondor, and the other kingdoms basically. Well right. they they said this episode. They literally said this episode in a conversation between Galadriel and Halbrand that oh, okay. they said that we're going to the Southlands, we're going to your home. And then talking to the queen, they said, "Are we ready to go to Middle Earth?" No, no, I, I, no, no. Sorry, I get that. I'm saying I don't think he's, I don't think he's the king of Gondor. I think he's the king of the whatever that, yeah, fucking set is. Unless proto Gondor, unless all of that is the same. But so I think that uh, the reason that I think that he is the king of Gondor, um. Or actually, no, wait. So, how does... We saw the sword this episode, correct? We saw a sword this episode. I'm pretty sure it was the sword. Not like the one in the wall, but... Um, so... Wait, what's, hold on. Whose sword are you talking? 
the one that was used to cut off Sauron's fingers. Narsil. Now yeah. I don't think I've seen anybody wielding Narsil because no, Isildur we didn't. We didn't see Narsil. it like wielded, but we saw it in uh, at the Elven place. Did we? I'm I'm pretty sure we did. Um, I, I think it was a, a statue was holding the sword, like not like in the basin, like it was holding the broken sword in Lord of the Rings, but it was like the statue was wielding the sword, and it was like pointed downwards towards its feet. I thought that was the 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 sword with the marking. Are you talking about in that village in the tower? No, 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 no. It was like it was like a it was like a I think it was a human-ish sized statue. And it was in a scene with Elrond and somebody, and they were talking somewhere, and it was dark, and they walked past it, and it was like the centerpiece of the room. Oh, the conversation between Elrond and Gilgalad. I don't, I don't think it was that one. I think it the was Elven earlier King? on. Oh. Maybe it was the one between him and the the other guy. His like the confidant, I suppose. Afterwards, the the other. Oh, Calibrimbor. Yeah, Kellobrimbor, that's his name. Maybe it was when they were talking. I'm not I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure we did see it. Uh, but the reason that Isildur becomes king of Gondor is because he wields that sword and like all of that, right? But he wasn't obviously king going into that, and neither was his father. So his father has to have some claim, and I almost feel like maybe they're brothers. Halbrand and uh, and Isildur's father. Oh, Halbrand and Elendil. Yeah. Oh shit. Hmm. How would that even be possible? Well, you see, when a man. <laughs> Ollie. Much... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just fast forwarding over this scene right now. Are you talking about when him and Calabrimbor are talking in that grove? maybe and there's like statues all around no it it was like maybe i'm thinking of the wrong episode but i there was at one point where they were in the alvin city and they walked into this room and it was like it was at night and it was dark and the room had like columns all the way around it and in the center of the room was the statue holding the sword which really did look like narsil that, I feel like I can picture that scene in my head. Not, not the I, awkward not, dinner with everybody, right? No, no. It was, it was like only I think two characters in the scene. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure it was Elrond and somebody. I, I'm not even sure. Maybe it was even Elrond and Durin. I, I'd have to go back and and find it again. I'm not even certain it was from this episode, but I am 99% sure we saw the sword at some point. Were they talking at the at the at the dinner table or no? Was it Who? that same room? No, 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 no. no. But like it, it was like it was like the room was built around this statue. Like it was there to show off the statue. Okay. Hmm. But the the timeline is so weird to me because like we're seemingly so close to the point where the armies of the allied middle earth come together but we're also so far like the rings haven't even been crafted yet 
They haven't even decided the rulers of these kingdoms, and they haven't even had time to rule their kingdoms with these rings. Right. And it almost makes me think that maybe the whole Mithril thing and the elves dying is going to play a really large part in elongating this show. Like, maybe they get a hold of some Mithril, and Sauron convinces Calabrimbor that making these rings is the only way to prolong and stop the darkness from consuming the elf souls. But, like, we still have to get to the point where the rings are even made, and we know that there is a time where the rings are held before Sauron is killed. Well, that and... I was quite certain Mordor was more more than established before that war. Yeah. Maybe yeah. this is just uh maybe this is just a stepping stone. Maybe this is where this is where Sauron if it is Sauron comes in with his legions, takes the Southlands, and then Bill starts building Mordor and in which a battle these people lose. But like Obviously, Isildur still lives. I think Elendil is going to die, and that's what's going to propel Isildur into leading the army of men, because I'm pretty well, sure that's what he was No, because that's the whole reason why he... Elendil was the one with the sword in the, like, at the beginning of the second, or the end of the second age. Sauron killed him, and then Isildur picked up his father's sword. Oh, his father. Right. Sorry, I'm not yeah, so he, all this correct. Yeah, so his father has to at some point become the king of Gondor. Right, because the sword because is Because he was the king crafted. of men. Right, and the sword was crafted specifically for the king. Right. Not once, but twice. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm, if I think I'm remembering that part at the very least. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, see, this yeah, is I'm really my not problem. sure. This is my kind of problem with the show is like when there's so many different like characters and events to follow leading up to whatever they're doing this season, I have a hard time keeping it together in my head. I'm definitely gonna right. have to rewatch the episodes maybe uh, like before the next one drops or something just so I can like refresh it all in my head. Yeah, I think that they do need to hurry up and get to a point where characters uh, are meeting each other and their storylines are converging. Even if one group met one of the other four groups, uh, then I think that would be just fine to cut out some of the uh, the stuff. But like, right. we've gotten whole episodes where we haven't even um, moved over to yeah. a group of uh, like the story. Like, what was one. it, last episode? We didn't even look at the Harfoots at all. They didn't yeah. show up a single time. Right. Well, we're we're also missing like they haven't even introduced like the most important characters of Lord of the Rings, and that's the eagles, like the giant fucking eagles. Like, <laughs> where are they in this? Like, why can't they all just bring them together to Mordor and fight Adar <laughs> in the Southlands? I wonder, actually. Eagles. Jesus Christ! Bringing that me. meme back. <laughs> yeah, I did it. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> Although wouldn't uh wouldn't entirely be surprised if giant eagles did show up. Even for like 
a split mm-hmm. second where they do like a flyby, like like jets. Oh yeah, yeah, and then they look down, <laughs> and then they look at the tree and, and see their egg, and with multicolored breakfast, and with multicolored <laughs> smoke bombs hanging out of their talons, oh. just like just a fucking right across the sky, red, white, and blue, or whatever color <laughs> Middle <laughs> Earth is. <laughs> Shots fired at America. Anyway, they are eagles, right? They are. They are. Um, Indeed. Yeah, there's definitely a lot both explained and not explained, um, and definitely not enough for me to go on in terms of timeline. Like, I think I think it would be... There's, there's still so much going on. Like you said, like, there's... Rings haven't been crafted, and those need to be crafted for people established. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people have not been established. I don't think yep. we're going to get the Nine Kingdoms until after Mordor is formed. I think that this show is probably going to run a little longer than we're expecting. Um, it just seems so. I, I at mean, at the same it... time, like with the pacing that it, like with the events that escalate, I feel like I, I have a hard time picturing this show like going on for like six seasons and like drawing that on. I don't know about six seasons. I would say two, three tops. But I, I kind of also feel like they're putting a lot of money into this show. It's a huge property. They're going to want it to run as long as like Game of Thrones or something. Like that's well, what of I, course. That's what I feel. The I mean, can is. you can but, you get seven well, good seasons and an eighth terrible season out of this? Well, what I what I wonder <laughs> is not that I know much about like the lore and the timeline, but I wonder if because the show is called Rings of Power, it's not really specifically talking about any one event just the rings right so i wonder if this show is going to like jump through the ages and kind of follow the stories that like the rings like create you know well you would think so but but we can't that can't happen that's that's the that's the point that i've that i'm trying to make is that that cannot happen at this point because a sealed door is too old too young he has maybe five years I give him like ten absolute max before the point at which he cuts off Sauron's fingers. Yeah, yeah, I see. And that—that's my—that's my whole issue is that they—they well, they haven't given themselves any time to establish yeah, the but, world but again, before the main characters came into it. They don't own the lore, right? So, like, they're probably just rewriting. Yeah, it. but you can't—you can't fast track that, though. That's not a story you can just fast track. Well, here it is, and they're doing it. So, and that's yeah, just like your opinion, man. Um, <laughs> five years, five seasons. I'm calling it now. <laughs> well, I mean, five seasons. That's they I literally can... don't even land in Middle Earth this season. They're just <laughs> no, like they... they're in the water the entire they like next five episodes. They fight a big <laughs> fish, and then they, they see somebody riding it like a sandworm. Oh, no, Ollie, God, stop! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna happens. lie though. I'm not gonna lie though. I wouldn't. I'd be hard pressed, just a little bit, if <laughs> during their journey to Middle Earth they didn't come across some giant sea creature that that obliterates at least one of the three ships yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like that's inevitable it's been mark my words too heavy with the one in the episode two right mark my words that that whatever that thing is it's coming back for vengeance because it's got a it's got the the scent of galadriel and halbrand it's gonna smell them again 
on the sea. But I bet that a seal door kills it. That's well, of I course. Guess. Of course. So he can be a fucking hero. He talks it down. Yep. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I thought for sure during that training sequence, when she's like fucking around with all the students, when that sword fell out of his buddy's hand, and then he kind of shows up and you see him look down at it, I thought for sure he was going to pick up that sword, be able to fucking keep up with her and give her a swift cut and like earn his spot on the ship as a lieutenant. Sorry, lieutenant, my bad. Um, or yeah. however they say it. We say it. I, I thought the same thing, but I'm happy they didn't do that. I mean, I thought for sure that's what was happening. I, I like, I would have doubled down and put like 200 bucks down that that was exactly what was going to happen. <laughs> for sure. I thought for sure that was exactly how this was going to play out. Um, I just think it's too easy, and that's why I like that they didn't do that. With that, there has to be like some time because, like, that we didn't see any repercussion for any of his actions so far. He hasn't more or less become an honorable man enough to become a king. No, he hasn't learned his lesson. Yeah, and so it is like they always say, like when he got on the boat and all of his friends were like disappointed. They're like, "What the fuck? You got a free pass again?" And yeah. then his dad comes up and he's like, "Get to fucking sweeping." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, it, yeah, and then they were all like, "Oh, okay, like that's the homie. He's back." Right. Deserved, like got what he deserved, oh but when he's he, back. When he when the seal door pulls to the side in that alley to apologize again and to kind of weasel his way onto the ship, and they're like, "No," and he goes, "Okay, okay, I'll give you one free hit." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, three, no, two. Okay, but hold on, let me. And he goes, he goes to say, "Let me brace for it." He fucking gives him one across the face, and then just boom, lifts him so fucking hard with that uppercut. I felt it. I almost got winded there. I was like, oh my god. You deserve that. But fuck me. What a crazy yeah. little little whatever. That was fucking hilarious. Oh man. Oh man. I like those characters. I really do. I like that they're... Uh... Don't like them too hard. <laughs> Honestly. Don't like them too uh, hard. So... People, people gotta die. You know people have to die. And, yep. and TV nowadays is famous for making you fall in love with characters just so they can strip them away. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, I'm I think not gonna the, lie. the lieutenant is going to die for sure. Oh, hands down. He's going to bite it. He's going to bite it first. And then the other guy who is his friend is going to slowly descend into madness. And the seal door is going to try to like keep him, keep him afloat and it's not going to work. And he's going to die or might even throw himself off the boat in despair. And then it's going to be a seal door. But he's like a bigger man. So he can fucking... He can handle it because, you know, he's dealt with his dad's bullshit for the last however many years of his life. Um, and, you know, he's he's stronger willed because he's going to be the fucking heir to Gondor. So right. uh, that's my prediction. Uh, that said, I'm not going to lie. Elendil, hands down, is probably my favorite character tied with Arendir. Hmm. Something about that dude. He's just he's 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 rough. He's grim. But he's also very stoic, very, very well seasoned, and his interactions with Galadriel fucking slay me. It's just their their constant banter back and forth, and that smirk he always gives her. Also, I think they're probably going to have a little love going on there. Hmm. I wonder. Calling it now. Well, 
yeah, we, we, we have a boat, but we need a ship is what we really need. <laughs> yes, a relationship. Exactly. Exactly. A loving, caring, full of wild oh. elf sex. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Don't. Wild, wild elf sex. You know what's going to happen. They're going to rip each other's armor off. It's going to be passionate. <laughs> Stuff's going to break. Yeah, they're going to throw each other around in like the captain's quarters. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck, let me have it. <laughs> um, Ollie, any, any uh, quick predictions where you think this is going? Yeah, I kind of think that the season, uh, like, is probably going to end with um, the creation of the rings or something like that, or some of the rings, or the idea to to start generating them. And I just came across a little infographic about, like, all the different rings and who made them and, like, who they were for and whatnot. And it has a little blurb at the bottom that explains, like, what happened to the rings eventually. And all the nine... Uh, rings of mortal men were all taken by Sauron eventually given to the Nazgul who then became like the ring wraiths or whatever yes. um, and the dwarven rings it I think like three or four of them were eaten by dragons and then the rest yeah. were retrieved by Sauron so I'm mm-hmm. kind of I'm kind of seeing like maybe they're gonna like start showing us these across the seasons or whatever Right, like that's kind of my overall prediction of what the show is gonna be. Just pulling that shit out of my ass, basically. Fair enough. Just like Ryan? Adar came out. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, any any quick predictions? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I still think it's only gonna be like a two season show. I think Ollie's right, and we'll get the rings created at the end of this season, and then that will eventually be their reason for potentially uniting to go and fight Sauron together at the end of season two because he's now too powerful with his own ring oh and 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 the other prediction I'm going to make is that they're going to like completely change how things play out and all the main cast characters that we follow are each going to wield one ring and unite them and smite Sauron like Captain Planet yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, fucking exactly, <laughs> Captain Middle Earth, <laughs> and that's he's, and that's a Sildur. Like, oh, God. the real. There's only, there's only like there's only like three 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 factions of rings. That's so going to be men, elves, <laughs> dwarves. <laughs> well, some of them got to be wearing multiple rings, maybe. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> would be one hell of a way to end they can't, I mean like retcon what you will but I don't know how I'd feel I don't I don't know you if I would be feel. upset I don't know if I would be upset or just impressed that they went that far yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so funny though holy shit only if it's Don Cheadle who plays I love Captain that line Planet. like Captain Planet <laughs> oh my god yeah that fucking Don Cheadle like, skit so funny <laughs> oh my god <laughs> fuck well i mean i've already more or less made my predictions of where i think uh this could end up i i in all honesty though as a whole i think the show is going to run a little longer it's too i mean it's not the first time we've seen things condensed or super condensed um 
but I think that they have the potential to to be able to. I don't want to say drag this out because that that has a negative connotation, but I feel like that they can have this have this extend in a more fulfilling way than than just kind of try to cram it all in into like two episodes because like there's a lot of shit that goes on between like even even now to the crafting of the rings like we still need to get the mithril situation sorted out because apparently mm-hmm. that's like the, the the salvation of the elves um and then on top of that have the rings crafted like we said have these kingdoms fucking coordinated with the rings um and like there's, there's a lot of it's a lot of people nine realms of 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 men and then was it like what three to five realms of dwarves three realms of dwarves i think it was more than that i think it was like i think it was three or four for the elves and it was more like five or seven or something like that for the dwarves right. and then nine for the men like that was that's fucking nuts we have to meet all these people it's not like it's not like Celebrimbor at the end of one episode is like, well, I crafted all the rings and I'm gonna put them here in these here messenger ravens and send them out to everybody. Yeah. That was just when <laughs> everybody's just gonna get rings in the mail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for know, coming man. out. They gotta do something. <laughs> like it just all seems so last minute. We're having a party, and here's your here's your preemptive door crasher. Like, <laughs> <laughs> cool, a ring. We'll put it on. <laughs> Ooh, powerful. <laughs> how, how does this play out? How does right. this play out? Um. That being said, does anybody have anything more they'd like to add to anywhere, not just Rings of Power, anywhere on this episode? Um, nope. no, I think, I think that's it for me. Fair yeah, enough. I'll, I'll definitely have more to say about Andor once I catch up on it. Uh, for definitely, definitely, so. definitely give it a shot. If you don't like yeah. it, man, like don't even worry about it. Um, like we, you, you don't have to watch, the, you know, don't force as, yourself to watch shit. As long as there isn't a single mention of the Jedi, I will watch it. Not one <laughs> yet. No, Good. not a single mention yet. I don't even think they talk about the force. In fact, I don't even think there's even been a may the force be with you. I'm not because I'm not going to lie. I feel like the one thing that I can't get into for Star Wars is the whole Jedi Sith thing. Like I'm interested in all the other like stuff going on. But when people break it down to that, I don't know. It just it it loses me. Fair enough. Hmm. That is fair. (laughs) Ryan, anything else to add, man? Nope, I got nothing. Fair enough. Let's wrap this up so we can get back to our very busy evenings of hating Modern Warfare 2 uh, and dinner. <laughs> oh, I'm just going <laughs> to uninstall the beta. <laughs> and done. Yeah, I'm going to stay on my PC long enough to, to not be playable. That's fucking awesome. Oh, man, I love that so much. Um, well, let's wrap this up then. Uh, get into the shoutouts. Everybody's favorite part of the show aka the part where everybody just turns it off because they know what's happening next yeah that's <laughs> of course you know what i'm just gonna make it a regular thing i'm gonna shout out to the fine boys the fine folks over at nerd talk plus because they're awesome and you know what javier shouts us out all the fucking time all over socials and i'd like to give back because i am a philanthropist not really i don't even know how to spell that uh, but go check them out. They've got some cool stuff. Uh, I think Javier has finished building his fucking Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I'm not quite pictures. sure yet. 
that was that's still that's still like incomplete there's still like panels yeah, know, and shit that i know i know but wanted. still like that's i didn't realize just how complex and giant oh that dude is. thing was fucking huge like massive i can't remember how many steps there were it was something like 1400 or 1800 steps Shh. yeah it was at step 30 you would have lost me at step five. Are you kidding me? I would have been like, this is too big. I bit off more than I can chew on board now. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout outs to our boy Joey over at Blind Knowledge. Check out blindknowledge.com to find our shows and other shows that are kind of like us. They've got shows about stoners. They've got shows about other nerd stuff. They've got even serious shows about, I don't know. I can't remember what the two or three titles there are but go 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 fucking check that shit out blindknowledge.com uh there's a slew of things over there ollie if people want to find you on the internet where do they find you this time they can find me at both your instagram (laughs) and twitches and twitters and i don't know what else there is that you guys have that's it youtube's I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't social otherwise. Uh, Google, <laughs> Google Plus, um, Friendster, and and Metaverse VR chat yeah, or whatever. <laughs> oh my god! Don't even don't even remind me that that exists. Um, VR VR <laughs> chat. Shout out to Meta yeah. fans of the show <laughs> and um, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Meta, not a sponsor. MySpace, oh my god. Tom, Tom from MySpace, he's like our biggest fan. No. Yeah. And everybody's like, he's friends with everybody. Well, you know what? He follows our show. So shout outs to uh, to Tom from MySpace. Ryan, if people want to find you on the internet, where do they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitch at Synthetic7S, streaming Sundays to Wednesdays every week. Hell yes, and go we, check out his really fucking it. streams. Shakes what? It. He like shakes. a tree? Yeah. Or like tree. when he's when he's done peeing, like. Oh my god. A few shakes. <laughs> any Whoa. more than three? Sh- any more than three shakes? It's playing with it. Just telling you, <laughs> like it is. <laughs> <laughs> go check him out. You're playing Bioshock right now, right? Yes, sir. Bioshock, Bioshock two. two. I think Fucking I'm almost a. done actually. Probably oh, damn. this week. Nice. I think it was a was a a shorter game than the first one, if I'm not mistaken, or I'm just out of touch. It's been a while. I'm really not um, too sure. I mean, so far I'm I'm not even ten hours in. I think I'm enough. just under ten hours in, but I'm uh I'm pretty close. Like the dialogue makes it seem like I'm going to the last couple of missions. Right. Um, one of my favorite parts, uh, I think there was a few, a few instances where you did it, where you would go out and walk along the ocean floor. Yeah. And then finding all the hidden, the hidden slugs that give you like, yeah, it's like little atom deposits. Oh my God. And they like, they did a a good job, like hiding them around. Like some were out in plain sight and some you had to go looking for. And if you don't go around looking for them, you just won't find them. Mm-hmm. You can uh, you can get some pretty you can fucking load up on Adam like like crazy with those. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I've, you know what? I I definitely loved two over one, but three over both. I I can I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Two is 
it's more fun to play. The weapons are just better, and so is the the mechanics and all of that. Right. It's just a more polished game, which I really think was the only thing holding the first game back. Yeah. But two um, has been great so far. I, I seriously cannot wait for you to hit Infinite. Infinite is such a fun game. You are going to love it. I mean, oh, yeah, I, I think you're cool, going to love but... it, but that's mostly because I love it. And <laughs> we like a lot of the same things, so I feel like you should love it, I guess is the best way to put that. Oh, yeah. I think I probably will. It's going to be dope. It's going to be so dope. Um, if you want to find me on the internet, you can. Not sure why you'd want to, but you can. I am on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Snurfin on Instagram, at the real Snurfin on Twitter. And you can also find the podcast as we are, as we came to be forever and always, for all time, whatever you want to call it. I'm running out of things to say. Uh, at Nerdy Nomicron on both Twitter and Instagram. That being said, this concludes episode 40. Wait, wait, big deal. Um, and until next time, folks, enjoy the outro music. Bang your heads a little. And uh, yeah, that's that. Peace. See ya. Peace.